I'm Joshua. And I'm Mary, and welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. We are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll meet guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart. Hello, Mary. Hi, Joshua. It is great to be back in the studio with you. You're here always. And hello to all our listeners. We hope you've had a wonderful week and happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, yes. We're You know, usually we get to kind of just have fun chatting and banter and kind of catch up on our week and all the great art things that are happening. But we have so many good things to talk about Mm -hmm. in this show. We're just going to jump right to it. Continue with our Fringe series. I know, and it's been wonderful to showcase so many local Mm -hmm. artists and uh, creativity through the Orlando Fringe Festival. It was great to catch up with Michael Marinaccio last week and hear about all the exciting things that are happening with them. And we're excited to talk about Alana to Alana, not about Alana. We're not going to talk about you, Alana. We're going to talk to you, Alana, soon uh, about your dreams and hopes and visions for the Fringe Festival. So that's very exciting. But today we have John Didana, the man, John Didana. <laughs> See, he made a face, but he knows that he's the man. Our third and, time with John yeah, Didana. Yeah, we're so lucky. And Rachel Como uh, from from ta- from Phantasmagoria. Uh, I'm going to try to make those like one word. And their Fringe show is the Wickedest Tales of All. Welcome, guys. Welcome. We are so glad to have both of you on the show. So, John, tell us about this show. Ah, well, this is the third in our series of touring shows. Uh, we went from Wicked to Wickeder to Wickedest Tales of Old. <laughs> and it's, it's our chance to be able to revisit stories from many, many years ago, rewrite them, reimagine them, redesign them, restage them. And then bring them with a new energy to the audience and then bring them out on tour as well. So this is like the premiere of our new tour. Well, John, for those listening that maybe are not familiar with Phantasmagoria, if that's even possible, (laughs) why don't you briefly just remind us what Phantasmagoria is? Ah, Phantasmagoria is a Victorian (laughs) horror circus or troupe, depending on which one you like better. (laughs) We've been traveling through the millennium to come here and perform stories of horror for you. Um, So we perform stories uh, such as Lovecraft and Poe and Charles Dickens and stories from legend and mythology and folklore. And uh, we do it in a storytelling style that comes alive. So we use aerial and stage combat and fire dancing and large-scale puppetry to actually tell these stories and immerse us and the audience in them. Mm -hmm. And there's spoken and dance and words. I called it a tapestry once. And I loved that. I I embraced that. that. (laughs) That's a great word for it. So what will we experience in this particular show that might be different than other times that we might have seen Phantasmagoria? Uh, A little more touch of madness and danger mm-hmm. in the stories mm-hmm. we've gone back into stories such as madman's manuscript and kind of turned the notch up many times mm-hmm. to really highlight the danger of that we've gone back into one of our favorite stories from year two actually all the way back to mask of the red death mm-hmm. and given that a truly new dangerous spin on it um so this is probably a dangerous year for the troop. Um, in terms of these stories, we can't escape them. And by the time we reach that Mask of the Red Death, we're trapped within those walls. And how does this help us seeing this kind of theater, going into this uh, um, macabre sense of mystery? Mm. How, how, what do we get from that as an audience? It's a link to our primal fears. 
It's a link to our own doubts and fears, you know? I mean, all of these horror stories are something about us. Mm-hmm. They're saying something about humanity, you know? It's a way also of, of kind of opening up uh, people to that kind of literature, you know? Some people don't want to read Poe. Well, this mm-hmm. is a way to make it extremely accessible and extremely lifelike to them, you mm-hmm. know? Um, we also really try to introduce people to tales they don't know. One of the stories we're doing is a Hindu tale of the Chirail, which is a female vampire of vengeance. Mm. Um, we're also doing this time a uh, series of nursery rhymes from a book from, uh, it started in the late 1700s, really actually was published in, late, in the early 1800s called Gamma Gurdon's Garland. Nobody knows these nursery rhymes mm. and they're ghastly little <laughs> <laughs> So we get to perform them. Uh, I love that. Well, Rachel, you're one of the newest uh, uh, cast members to the main stage group. What do you do in this show? Well, um, I have been kind of working over the past year in the auxiliary troupe with my character, Emmeline, um, and she's she's um, a chorus member, also a storyteller, uh, and you know what? She's constantly changing uh, every time I work with the troupe. Um, right now, she's kind of got a little devilish plan always uh, <laughs> lurking. She's been away from the troupe, and she's very, very excited to be back with her family uh. and kind of relish in the... The dark tales with all of them. So is she sneaky a little bit? Or, a little but, bit. But she's also a part of the family, so she's not mm-hmm. like slithering in. She's no, she very, loves her family very, very it. much. Um, but she, uh, yeah, she's just been gone for a long time, so she's a little bloodthirsty for this stuff. You know what I mean? She's a little, almost too excited to be back. Rachel, <laughs> you are so speaking the language. <laughs> bloodthirsty. I love it. And what are some of the cool things that you get to do in the show? I mean, you get to do puppetry. Do you do well, some of the acrobatics or what? Um, I get to, well, first I start off the show by terrorizing a little boy named Oliver. <laughs> um, Perfect. So there's that. I do a lot of dancing. Um, I And I, I'm mainly there to um, help support uh, John and uh, Byron, our emperor. Byron. <laughs> many Who of is our, this John? <laughs> <laughs> many of our other storytellers in, in, in these new stories and things like that. That's awesome. So Wickedest Tales of All it's going to be in the Orange Venue, which mm-hmm. is the Marginson at the Orlando Shakespeare Theater. And you open on Wednesday, May 17th, so just in a few days. And uh, you open at 7.30, but you have shows like close to midnight. You have shows in the yes. afternoon. So no matter what your schedule is, Mary, you they can go and check out the in. show. Uh, yeah. They have a website, phantasmagoriaorlando.com. And mm-hmm. you can get tickets there or at the Fringe. OrlandoFringe.org. Absolutely. Tickets are only $12. Of course, you have to have the Fringe button to mm-hmm. attend. But mm-hmm. what's so great about the Fringe button is that covers the cost. And the uh, the actual cost of the ticket goes all back to the show and back to the artists. It does. Uh, which 100%. we love so yes. much. I love that the categories listed on your website are theater, puppetry, storytelling, and horror. Yes. <laughs> I love all of those things put together. So, so should parents bring children? What, what kind of caution would you give? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, as, as Rachel was mentioning, our youngest uh, storyteller, so to speak, is 10 years old, mm-hmm. uh, our Oliver. Oliver. <laughs> so, so this is fine for children. Yes, it's scary. But it's being told in a very sort of uh, PG-13 way. It's you know, stylized. We never, yes. Yeah, yes. We never step over that boundary. You know, that's not part of our arcana or mm-hmm. our history. Um, we always try to make it workable for the children as well. And they're also really great with humor. I, I mean, I don't think a lot of people think of Phantasmagoria and think funny. Mm. But when you are actually watching the show and you're in it, you feel that that yeah. draw. Like, when oh, what, just when we got too dark, oh, we're going to turn around and do Gamma Gurdon's mm. Garlands yeah, and yeah, have something yeah. a little more lighthearted and 
funny. You're listening to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. That sounds wonderful. I love the fact that you're, you go to that place where you know not to take it any further and pull back. And pull back. And let people breathe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we've gotten so used to, you know, the movies that go to that place and then go 10 times further. Mm. That's not what this is about. The, the horror is not watching blood spurting or bodies ripping open. It is about the fear that you have of the dark. Ah, the I like and that. that's where we go. Yes, yes, I like that. It's about the fear that you have. Not necessarily the the blood and guts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the show's only sixty minutes, right? Yes. So it's not too much time if you're if you're a new theater goer goer. And um, how can we find you on social media, John? Ooh, well we're all over the place. Facebook is the best way to go. Cool. I mean, if you go to our Facebook page, uh, Phantasmagoria Orlando, that certainly will kind of lead you through to all of our other social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we update the Facebook page quite often, so you could see about our events because we don't just do fringe. You know, we're taking this on tour after that mm -hmm. uh, around Florida and then also up to Atlanta and Baltimore. So people hire yeah. you to come and do oh, events yeah. and other theater. Yeah, uh, events, sideshows, because there's multiple sides to what our company does, yes. you know, from the fire dancing mm -hmm. to the sword swallowing to the main stage and touring shows. Mm -hmm. So sword really we swallowing. Yes, sword mm -hmm. swallowing. Yes, yes. <laughs> Rachel will do that for you right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. It's just so cool. Where well, speaking of Atlanta, Good Day Atlanta says, the amazing world of Phantasmagoria Orlando, one of the most unique theater troops in the country. Wow. And we get to experience them right here in our own backyard. And you know, I think Fringe is a great way to be introduced to Phantasmagoria. Mm -hmm. It's an hour long. If you mm -hmm. love it, come back and see the the longer version. Yes, mm -hmm. the longer version. Um, we're already working on Phantasmagoria 8. eight. Which will be at wow. eight years, eight different incarnations of the show. What's uh, been oh, your I, favorite I, so far? Or uh, can you even been say? been my favorite? Oh, I think the I think uh, going back to the storyline of four or five, which was a, a storyline that went over two years, mm. that was a lot of fun for us. It was like a soap opera. We left, and then people had to wait a year to find <laughs> out what happened. I went know? with Matt Palm when you were doing oh, a, yes. a version of it where that was a continuation. He yes. couldn't wait to see where yes. the story was going to what's going to happen, uh -huh, yeah. and he got me all excited about it. Yeah, a Matt Palm's a big fan. Mm -hmm. Yes, he is. Yeah. So you need to go to phantasmagoriaorlando.com and just look at the. The photography, it is so beautiful and creative and really captures, you know, the heart of this troupe. Uh, it's just gorgeous. I'm looking at it now and it's it's breathtaking. How would you describe your avid fans? Oh, they're wonderful. They dress like us. They <laughs> cosplay as us. There's actually people who have character costumes of us. Wow. And they're very loyal and mm. very interested in the stories. Mm -hmm. They want to know. Uh, like after every year something finishes, they, they write to me to find out, wait a minute, okay, so this happened on stage. Does that mean this has happened? And we're like, yes, that's it. you caught it, you know exactly. One of our photographers now actually, Chris Bridges, one year all of a sudden he sent me this huge like four page essay because he said, I've been watching it long enough now. I think I figured out all the relationships. And he sent me this thing and it was the most loving thing oh. I could have read. It was incredible to see that. They invest themselves so much in it. Wow, was I it diagrammed? Yeah. No, no diagrams, <laughs> but that's coming soon, we hope. So Rachel, with over 150 shows this year at Fringe, why should we come see Wickedest Little Tales? Oh, because no one else is doing anything quite like it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, the Fringe is such a great opportunity where all of these artists get to put on their original works. Um, but I mean, Phantasmagoria is going into like the, the darkest places that, that I, I don't think you get with, with all of your friend shows. It's definitely gonna be something totally different. And, uh, 
more I think of like the midnight crowd almost yes. you know what I mean yeah. it's like mm. if, you, if you're like me and you love Halloween and you wish it was like all year round yes. you, mm. you definitely want to come we live it all year round yeah. and plus they get to see Emmeline come back to the troupe we go into the real world we've never <laughs> shown that on stage before nice. you get to see one of us called back from the mortal world That'll be fun. So, Will you be yes. able to parade through the beer tent and the area in costume oh, to gather? I, oh, don't We're you planning know on it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. You do that. <laughs> I, I feel like so, there are some days I feel like I'm being brought back from the mortal world. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I love to see that manifested. So, John, we got to go soon, but just tell us why is it, why do you devote so much time and energy and creativity into horror and mm. some of these tales? Why is that important for our culture today? Believe it or not, it's a mix of a lot of stuff I grew up with. So it's a mix of the horror, but we finally figured out that it's a mix of the Beatles too, believe it or not. That's the whimsical side of us. Mm. That's, That's that Victorian slash Edwardian side of us. Um, and I didn't realize that until we were we were performing with John Babcock, who was one of the uh, members of Beatlemania on tour, et cetera. Mm -hmm. He was Paul McCartney. And we were working with him, dancing with him. And I'm like, this is where we live. We mm. live in this place too. So it's, it's, it's an ongoing tradition. I mean, you know, it goes back to the campfire, Joshua. People told horror stories. Mm. It was their way actually of being safe to tell these stories. Mm. And so that's one of the reasons I go back to it. It's tradition going back, just like Phantasmagoria supposedly mm. does, 2,000 plus years ago. You know, we are fulfilling that mission that was set forth by the ancient Greek storytellers. You mean mm. so we can feel good about our lives? <laughs> uh, well, a little bit of that. If you tell the story, then you relegate the monsters to the dark. I see. Yeah, I and you're safe by the candle. Or by the firelight. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, you I hope have, everyone will go and support Phantasmagoria. This is a sure winner. We know that for mm -hmm. sure, Mary. Stamp of approval from 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 all <laughs> the above. <laughs> go check it out. Wickedest Tales of All. It's happening on Wednesday, the seventeenth. Saturday, the twentieth. Sunday, the twenty-first. Wednesday, the twenty-fourth. Saturday, the twenty-seventh. All in the Orange Venue at the uh, Marginson Theater at the Shakespeare Center. You can buy tickets on Orlando. Uh, phantasmagoriaorlando.com or on the Orlando Fringe uh, website. So John and Rachel, break a leg. Best of luck. Thank and, you. Uh, we will see you there. You. Thank you for thank joining you. us, guys. We'll talk to you next <laughs> Always time. Always a pleasure. And join us back here on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with Joshua Vickery. Very excited that we get to bring Orlando Fringe to you. Uh, 24 shows, we're going to get to talk to parts of their cast. And Isn't that awesome? It is. It's very nice that we can bring you some representation. So we're going to continue that now. Yeah. I'm very excited about our next yeah, guest. Absolutely. And then this next show is Runaways, Runaways Presents The Struggle Is Real. And on the show today, we have Carolyn Finn, who is the producer, one of the writers, and is also performing in the show, and Kathy Kaptasuner the coolest name in the world, uh, who's the director of the show. So welcome, ladies. We're glad welcome. you're here. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. 
Awesome. So tell us a little bit, Carolyn, about the show. What are we going to experience with this? Right. So um, we are an improv troupe, uh, standardly, and um, we are trying our hand at sketch comedy. And so this is a sketch show, and it is. Um, we have a great team, a wonderful team. Our director is amazing. The cast is amazing. The writers are amazing. How and many are a part of your team? Um, runaways are, uh, we have about 10 players. Um, and then, but this show we have 14, 14 mm -hmm. and you have a director and your producer, you said also, uh, I, Kathleen is the, uh, director I'm producing. Yeah. Cool. And are either of you performing as well? I'm, I'm performing in the show. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. So tell us, Carolyn, what, if we're, if to our listeners that might not know, what is a sketch comedy? How is that different? from improv sure sure so improv is made up all on the spot which is so scary <laughs> i know you guys think that's fun but that's so scary to me <laughs> mary you think it's fun it's what you've well, done your but, whole life but it's what you're doing right now well exactly. i know you say that but come on nobody's in there's no audience watching me expecting me to be funny well that's because it's radio that's true <laughs> and i'm not funny so they wouldn't expect it i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> uh and sketch is scripted um and so you have the pleasure of uh, taking your time and kind of tweaking things. Um, probably what people are most familiar with with sketches like Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. So Kathleen, is it Kathleen or Kathy? Um, either or. Either one. I, my nickname's Kathy. Okay, we'll call you Kathy. Yeah, We're family here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so Kathy, so do you let the performers have a little bit of liberty? So even though it's sketched out, they still have the freedom to kind of go on and off the book? Or is it pretty much to the script? Um, yeah, so they're memorizing the script because, you know, the work, writers have worked so hard on it. So we wouldn't want to um, not use their words. Mm -hmm. um, but whenever I'm blocking, working with them or blocking them, you know, I, I give them a structure of movement on stage, but they really use their improvisational techniques to their benefit. They I, they really create their own offers and fill these characters from their own perspective. So I, it's a balance of, you know, structure, but also letting the actors do whatever comes out orga organically. How many out. of your written pieces were born out of improv sketches that just were hysterical and you went, we got to... Put that up again. <laughs> um, most of them were just kind of rift, you know, ideas bounced back and forth, not necessarily uh, an, from an improv scene. Mm -hmm. So we got on talking about sketch comedy and improv, which is very fascinating, by the way. I didn't know that was the difference. But let's talk about the show, this show. So this is really um, an exploration of the struggles of women throughout history and time. It's inaugural script and it, um, by, by your improv troupe. But what do you mean uh, when you talk about an exploration of the struggles? What are the types of things as an audience member that I might experience, Carolyn? Sure. So uh, we're going to explore the struggles through kind of like the female lens since we're all females that created the show. Um, so we have that lens viewpoint. And um, so we're going to present uh, things that we see day to day, but we're going to heighten those and kind of um, poke some fun and explore those, shine some lights, maybe. Great. So like, so like dating, jobs? Yes. Yes. All, all of the above. Pay, uh, jobs. Um, we have uh, Pregnancy. home life uh, and how hierarchies that we deal with on a day to day. Mm -hmm. mm. So do you, even though it's funny, do you have some touchy subjects that you're going to cross? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that smile on her face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. I mean, it's fringe. You got to get a little, you got to dive a little deep, right, in some of this. Are so, there any men in your sketches or are there women playing men? Uh, we have three males that are playing males. I feel sorry for them already. <laughs> they, why uh, do you feel sorry for them, Mary? I could, well, I don't really. I don't really. <laughs> I say, because they're, you, they're probably having a blast. Sorry but I, for them. I can only imagine the roles that, that they have to play in order to us to make fun of them. I say us, but, you know, you all handle that. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to join their improv troupe? And no, but I'm going to come watch it. <laughs> Carolyn, you can do some major recruiting right now, mm-hmm. I'm telling you. You're, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> so what venue are you guys in? We are in the red venue, which... Red- which is where? Which is in the Orlando Shakespeare um, Theater uh, okay. in that space. And oh. so you'll walk through the shakes uh, out into the lovely courtyard where they'll I'll go have... upstairs. Yep. And yeah, I like that upstairs. place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great lovely. venue. So you open on Wednesday, May 17th at 6.15 p.m. And it looks like you have seven performances. That's great. And some in the afternoon, some late at night. So again, we that's one of the things we love about mm-hmm. The Fringe is that no matter what your schedule is, mm-hmm. you can catch a show. Um, and you can get tickets at orlandofringe.org for sure. So where are you on social media? Right. So um, The Struggle is Real has a Facebook page. And so you can either search us at The, um, the Struggle is Real or Runaways The Struggle is Real. Um, and Runaways themselves also have a Facebook page and right. an Instagram. Fantastic. This sounds like a fun show to go with a bunch of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or is it something you should take your boyfriend to so you go, see, see what we go through every day? That too. That too. <laughs> and guys, if you want to impress girls, you, you should yeah. go with a bunch of guys. Good job, Mary. And applaud loud. And Maybe Jason will take you to the show. You think so? I would take him. You would take <laughs> Yeah, you're right. So, Kathy, what does uh, The Struggle is Real mean? Why did you choose that title? Oh, well, I didn't choose the title. Carolyn did. (laughs) Why did you guys, all of you, Mm -hmm. you ladies, choose the title? Uh, When we were brainstorming, it was just the topic that kept coming up. And so uh, when we we were bouncing around different titles and what the theme is, the struggle is real. And so, um, you know, this is a hashtag society. So we decided to go with the struggle is real. Yeah. That's a great hashtag. It's kind of funny, too, because... There, there is a struggle and no one wants to feel like they're the complainers, but when you're a part of something that you're watching happen where these jobs tend to be men, these jobs tend to be blah, blah, and it's often not you, you see that it's real and you don't want to be the complainer to call it out or whatever. But on the other hand, you have to be brave enough to stand up and speak your truth. There are times when you just have to. And the truth is... There's still the struggle out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. And, and I love how you guys are taking something that's pretty serious, these struggles that you might have as women, uh, but you're, you're kind of putting a twist on it with these eccentric characters like a wisecracking scientist, a time-traveling soldier, an artificial intelligence robot, and a princess. <gasps> and a princess. Mm-hmm. I love how they threw in a princess. <laughs> so what is like maybe one of your favorite one-lines in there, Kathy, what, in, in your show? Where's that moment in the show where you're like, Yes, that's it. Um, I absolutely love the opening sketch mm-hmm. um, because it's um, one of the characters, Leslie, she has arrived at the gates of heaven and she's just listing all the good, you know, air quotes, things that she's done. Uh, and I, I don't have a one-liner off the top of my head, but um, it's just one of those things where, you know, she's listing that she was a candy striper and she did all these things and it's like, nope, you, 
you didn't, you weren't DTF, so you don't get into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> What's DTF? What's DTF? Um, I don't know if I could say that. You probably could say that. Look it up, Urban we don't Dictionary. We have a beeper uh, on the show. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. But, but, uh, so, so do you think, uh, is this for all ages, the show? It's rated uh, 13 and above. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, there's, you know, uh, very little language and uh, maybe adult themes. Mm-hmm. So probably suggest not for the youngest or come first and check it out and mm-hmm. see if it's appropriate for your child. Well, Mary, you and I talk about this all the time on the show. We love when when there's the ability to open doors of conversation through art. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a cool way for even, you know, budding young ladies as teenagers to have some laughs with maybe a, a, a mentor or an older friend or a mom or someone. But then it also allows to have conversation about some of the struggles yes. that they might see or might experience without it being heavy, you know? Yeah. If, right? if you can I, first laugh at it, yeah. and then when you think about it and then have a conversation, it, it doesn't hurt to to disclose what is real for you and it, yeah. or to hear it. You know, we were just talking to John about that with horror tales. Yeah. You know, he was saying the more you actually talk and share horror tales, the less horrible it becomes like it just becomes and so it's kind of like the same thing with this that the more that you can talk about it and laugh about it Mm -hmm. the more you're able to share with each other and 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 talk about your experiences and your struggles Mm -hmm. so i think it's great i mean i know you guys maybe this was part of your mission in doing this show was to be able to open doors for ladies to have conversations but kudos to you because i think you're going to do that yeah i'm so glad that you brought that up because that is definitely one of our goals is to you know start those tough conversations. Will you have a playbill or a what at the theater? Yes. Maybe some questions that they can ask of each other on their way home or in the mm. car at the beer tent about women and men or something to give yeah. them a little homework. That's all you want at first. <laughs> you got homework. <laughs> but something that starts a conversation mm. about some of the points you make. I well, I think I think it, it's homework, but I think people want to be moved when they go and experience mm-hmm. live theater. That's what, not that film isn't great because we have filmmakers on here too, but there's something about live theater that moves you in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think people want to be moved. They want to talk about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. They want to, I, I was, I, I tell this story all the time. We have a theater as a part of Central Florida Community Arts. And I remember the moment I watched them do The Crucible and I've mm-hmm. read The Crucible and I've seen The Crucible, but this was such a powerful, moving piece that I literally couldn't talk the rest of the night. I just mm, couldn't say yeah. anything. I was so moved that I couldn't speak. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the power of theater yes. and the power of your show that is going to be happening. And especially because it's through laughter. The laughter yeah. is, as you know, it's it's magical because you you put this pixie dust on top of things and then sometimes you, it's easier to dis- discuss those really hard things that you've dealt with but you've dealt with it with a spoonful of sugar right yeah yeah because we're going we're going and heightening it as much as possible to, so that way once you get back to a real conversation you've already touched like ha- the on the deep end now mm. you can scale it back yeah i love that cool. well i don't want to get this wrong so correct me if i am but um some of the, the things that are in the show were selections uh, official selections from the Atlanta Improv Festival, the Tampa Bay Improv Festival, the Miami Improv Festival. So, right? Are those some of the... Well, um, that those are festivals that we've been official selections in. Oh, uh, great. Runaways. Yeah. 
Uh, so we've played um, all of those festivals, and then in June we'll play at uh, UCB's Del Close Marathon. Lovely. Yeah, we're really excited. If anyone wants to hire you to come out and do something for an event they might be having, how would they get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can get through get in touch with me uh, via Facebook Okay. Uh, through uh, the Runaways page. Great. And do you guys have a website yet for Runaways? Uh, we don't because uh, we found that people like to go through Facebook, um, Facebook, yeah, yeah social so, media. So the Runaways the on go. Facebook, or is it the Runaways? The struggle is real. Uh, either way, okay. We'll, um, but uh, after the show closes, we'll probably check. Uh, the struggle is real. But you never West know. There's Austin. a lot of women's groups um, that sometimes look for entertainers or, or entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's specific. So mm-hmm. you'd go. It'd be perfect. Yeah. So we car- we, uh, we actually um, uh, go to the Primrose Center, which mm. is. Um, a center that um, helps developmentally challenged mm-hmm. adults, mm-hmm. and we uh, help them and teach them improv uh, a couple times a month. That's, That's great. awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Carolyn and Kathy, this is your first Orlando Fringe show, but it's not your first rodeo. This, you guys have been doing some really great stuff. So, we want to uh, just promote this show one more time. Go out and experience the struggle is real, and say hello to Carolyn and to Kathy. Um, and it's in the Red Venue at the Orlando Shakespeare Theater. They open on Wednesday, May the 17th at 6.15 p.m. You can check them out on social media, Runaways, The Struggle is Real. You can also get your tickets at orlandofringe.org. Go and see Runaway Presents, The Struggle is Real. Congratulations, ladies. Thank you so much. And Thank break you. Thank a leg. Awesome. Mary, this is so fun. I just love talking about these shows and getting to meet all of these artists. But we have a whole nother show to talk about. So listeners, come back and keep listening at Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. This is Joshua Vickery with Mary Thompson Hunt on Magic 107.7 FM. And we are having a blast talking to so many creative, wonderful individuals Mm -hmm. in Central Florida Mm -hmm. and the Orlando Fringe Festival. Mary, I'm so glad we decided to do this. Me too. I really am. Next year we'll get even more in. We're going to do 100 shows next year. (laughs) There's still always going to be at least 100 more that we don't get in. But there's 154, so even if we did 100, we would... That's true. I can't do It'll math. It'll take us but half a year. It would take us half a year to do it. Let's just camp out here in the studio and, and for days and do this. No, it's really great, though. And we uh, we thank Magic for the opportunity to promote so many great shows and artists. But let's move right into our next show, uh, which we're very excited about talk, uh, talking about. And it's Punslingers, a Western wordplay musical that makes me want to talk like this when I say it. <laughs> and on the show today, we have Samuel Hammersley and Anna Ham- Hammersley. And uh, they are going to tell us all about the show. So welcome, guys. Hi. Hi. Thanks We're for having us. Howdy, y'all. Uh, howdy. There you go. Well, so Samuel, you um, wrote some of this show with Seth Brown. 
and you also are the producer, and Anna, you are the director, correct? That is correct. Very cool. But you're also husband and wife. That's right. Right? Also so let's correct. Just start, you're on a roll. Let's just start right there. How has that been? Fun? That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's one of the best parts. We just got married uh, last November. Congratulations. Cool. So it's not even a year. Yeah. That's right. Yay. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> and, so uh, we finished our wedding and then immediately had to start producing a show at French. Well, was <laughs> so. your wedding like a production? It was actually, a little bit, actually. Yes. We, we had a lot of talented performers that had their own moments of, of performance at the wedding. Uh, our <laughs> yeah. wedding was a cabaret. We had, uh, we had a magician. We had singers. We wow. had... Freestyle rappers. Yeah. We had Brandon Roberts running around in a diaper throwing... <laughs> he was our... He was our um, Cupid. He was a Cupid as taking uh, place of a, of a of flower girl. Oh, never, never. Now your child one day is going to look like that. Oh, no. Oh, well. And that's Probably. wonderful. Where was it held? Uh, it was up in Tiveri's at the Pavilion on the Lake yes. next to Mount Dora. It was this beautiful, pretty new yes. uh, little wedding venue. <laughs> and uh, so we got married in November and then... Instead of having a kid, we're having a show. Oh, which, is like, which is like birthing. <laughs> that's what writers do. So that's awesome. Samuel, tell us all about this show. What are we going to experience? Well, okay. So as you said, it's called Punslingers, a Western wordplay musical. Uh, it takes place in 1890 in the Old West. And uh, the story follows a city slicker who finds himself in this old Western town. And he notices that everyone there has a peculiar way of speaking. They all like to tell these really cheesy puns the kind of puns that you hear at the dinner table with your dad or your uncle that make you groan or roll your eyes the dad jokes right? yeah, the dad can you give us an example of one uh i mean you know actually Ann and i have brought uh the script so we can just bombard you with a few here in a sure. moment okay. but it's that it's that just oh i can't believe you said that that was so cheesy you know uh -huh. um you know for instance if, if we're talking about cheese it'd be like oh, if we're talking about cheese i bet i can do it gooder than you can uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i wish you had a laugh button that would yeah. be Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's also a musical. So, nice. you know, they break out in song throughout and it's just, just fun, just old time Western um, musical with lots of great, talented cast members. And I will say the twist is that these puns, one of our taglines is that uh, this is a, a world where the puns can sting as much as bullets. Mm. So the puns can actually be the things that you load in the gun in order to hurt your villain, you know, ah. in, in the duel, for instance. So a pun can truly do damage and give you a groan from physical pain as well. Very so, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like so it. they can be dangerous <laughs> or they can be playful, and it's all about your intent and telling the pun. So cool. it's fun. So there's cowboys, villains, drunks. I mean, this this show is full of all sorts of characters, right? All Anna? the Western tropes. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So what kind of music is this? All country Western musical? Yeah, music it's, it, um, it's saloony type music like you hear in, in an old timey saloon. Um, we've got some acoustic uh, guitar, you know, love song happening. Um, it's, it's slightly eclectic. It's not so, every single song is not Western Western. Um, we have some that's a little more gritty for the villain song. We have a sweet guitar, like you said, for the romantic love song. And then um, Sam uh, and Seth Brown, the obviously are the ones that wrote this show, but they also were co-writers for Simpleton, um, the legend of President Trump, which was slightly slightly prophetic um obviously <laughs> um and so uh, they are actually the writers of this as well that was a rap musical last year sam is a really talented rapper and freestyle rapper and so one of our songs um it does have a taste of that sort of spoken word uh, mm -hmm. rap as well which is which is really a nice uh, change in the show is it recommended for families 
Yeah, seven and up. It sounds like it could be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Good. Yeah. Well, you have a, a rock star cast. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, we talked about Seth Brown already, and we have music by Zachary Simpson and Kristen Ely. Mm-hmm. Ely, did I say yeah, that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know Zachary for sure. And But it, you have uh, Robbie Pygott mm-hmm. and Melissa Vasquez, who can sing her face oh, yeah. off. That's yeah. correct. Uh, Brett Walden and Charles Stevens, Mike Carr, Hannah Beth Neal, uh, Mark Carriott and Gregory Coleman. So yeah, shout nice. out to all of your <laughs> yeah. cast. Uh, are there some show stoppers? Like, is there, there are there going to be moments in the show where the, uh, we as the audience just kind of want to rise to our feet in applause? Um, definitely the the song that I was just referencing, the one that's a little more spoken word, a, a hint of sort of rap uh-huh. um, kind of in it. That that definitely is the the go get em song that kind of is the you know the one that you Rile are chanting to. at the end you nice. know kind of <laughs> um but i will say the the fun of this cast in particular is that these are all really talented comedic performers mm-hmm. as well as singers so we are giving them freedom in mm-hmm. a lot of moments to have that sort of improvisational mm-hmm. moment with themselves as actors and kind of playing the moment um, but also playing with the audience a little bit as well. It's a scripted musical, but we're giving our actors that are so talented already right. a little bit of room. It's also to kind what of, they do. Yeah, and that way the audience feels that 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 specialness. You know that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. every show is truly unique and different mm-hmm. because they are just going with what they feel in that moment. And how long is the show? One hour. One hour. Mm-hmm. Cool. And you guys are playing in the Yellow Venue, which is at the Shakespeare Theater, right? Correct. It's the Goldman for anyone that's familiar Goldman. with the lounge. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and you open on Wednesday, May 17th. So just in a few days at six o'clock is opening night. But you have, uh, again, morning shows, afternoon shows, uh, some later shows. That's all fringe. So I know. Well, every show has. I know. They, they're very this fair one, though, about actually that. Actually, it's really cool because it has an 1130 in the morning show, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Come see our show and then go to brunch, you know? Yeah. Or, or stay or, late at the beer tent. Exactly. And just have, <laughs> wake up. Wake up in the beer tent. See a show and go, go, to, go to early brunch and have a few mimosas and then come see the show, right? You could do exactly. that. Exactly. So what kind of uh, pressure is it, Samuel, for you guys? I mean, you did Simpleton last year and you won Best Musical. Mm. Congratulations, uh, by the way. And that was wonderful. It yeah. was such a fun project to work on. All the credit goes to Thomas Robian for... Yes. Uh, pulling me in. And it's really one of those, you know, six degrees of separations. Uh, Tom uh, saw Anna. They used to work together um, at the Holy Land Experience. And oh, that's right. He did work there. I worked yeah. with him at Slapstick at Epcot. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, I, they were both watching a show, Chase Paget, another fringe oh, all star. Sure. They were at one of yeah. his shows when he was in town. She, he said, Hey, I'm, I'm writing a, a Hamilton parody. Do you know anyone that likes rap? And she's like, Well, I'm. And a- Sam had been listening nonstop to the Hamilton musical, like most of us had at that uh-huh. point. <laughs> and he loves Weird Al and parody. So I was like, I know this is me promoting my fiance at the time, <laughs> uh-huh. but this is the person for the job. That's well, awesome. It was so so well are you done. a rapper, Samuel? Yeah, yeah. Do freestyle rap. Okay, Come on you now. have to give, give us, a little. Give us some magic. One hundred seven point seven rap. Let's Come do it. On. Do you have a beat? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, Mary. Mary's got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know my heart stops. I say, oh my gosh, because I'm healing here with Josh. <laughs> 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 I meant to say chill in here. I said heal in here. Heal in here. Oh, well, you're healing, healing here. This feels like a therapeutic <laughs> moment. <laughs> I do. I feel relieved and I I just feel <sighs> like I can take a big breath. So, oh. Samuel, my question before we started rapping, which I'm so glad we did, was do you feel a lot of pressure this time with last time being best musical and uh, and people know you guys produce great work? Do you feel kind of pressured this year? Um, I, I guess a little bit, yeah. Um, But 
This has been a lifelong bucket list item ever since I moved. I'm originally from Indiana and I just moved here like five years ago. And I, ever since I saw the first Fringe Festival, I was like, I want a show in here. This looks like so much fun. And um, I also fell in love. You've seen the movie Airplane yeah. mm -hmm. with uh, Leslie Nielsen. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And there's that cockpit scene where they're all saying, what's our vector, Victor? Roger, Roger. <laughs> we have clearance, Clarence. Like, <laughs> fell in love with that scene. I said, well, I would love to do a card, like a poker scene. So this whole idea started with this poker scene where they're at the card table. And it's one of those who's on first moments where yeah, they're yeah. bouncing around. I thought, if I can turn this into a full show, I think wow. it'd be very unique. And I think the fringe is the perfect place to try to launch something that's that original. Yeah. And then luckily, you know, through Anna and just through Orlando being a lovely city, we've met all of these amazing improvisers and actors and singers um, and just kind of befriended them and said, hey, you know, fringe is not a guaranteed you're going to you're going to make a bunch of money or you're going to do this or that. No, but, but you it, have it a is, lot of fun. You have so much fun doing it. Mm -hmm. And our rehearsals have been a blast. Um, the whole writing process has been really fun. I really do love puns and <laughs> just really lame jokes. I can't wait. So it's been, it's been a joy Mary, to write. what's your best lame joke? Um, <laughs> my life. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, I don't know if I could tell you one right now. Do just, people, when they hear your name, do they make a joke? That's Mar usually Mary Thompson hunt. Yeah. About hunting or something. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like that's See, what people used to say that about Mike because my last name is Vickery and I mm -hmm. Vickery Dickery Doc. Yeah. The mouse ran up the clock. Exactly. Uh -huh. I feel like that's like the starter, the starter mm -hmm. drug of, you know, like getting people addicted to puns is puns. when you is when they start making fun of the names. Uh -huh. You know, that's kind of the starter. I think if you were on the racetrack, you would take a Vickery lap. Ah, uh -huh. uh -huh. yeah. So well, you, I used to be in church music and people would say, Vickery and Jesus, let's sing that hymn. <laughs> <laughs> You're in good company. <laughs> so was that your inspiration for writing Punslingers? Was this whole poker Yeah, the, the poker scene was really the, were the, the genesis. Um, and, you know, the, the, we for a few years now have done uh, a game show here in town called Punslingers. Um, a game show for word nerds. Uh, and so this is a game show where anyone can come up and enter and tell puns. And we've been doing this for three and a half years now. Where have you now. been doing it? Uh, well, we started at Stardust Coffee in Winter okay. Park. We oh, nice. outgrew that space, mm -hmm. which was a great problem to have. And then our friends at SAC let us do it there. Okay. So oh, cool. now we're there about once a month, once every other month. Uh, and, and we do this game show, which is super fun, but it's not scripted. It's just everyone goes up there and tells puns and we all laugh and groan together. <laughs> and then someone walks away the champion with the golden pun gun. Um, so there's this whole, and, and so we gave it a Western theme just to make it, you know, why not? Why not mm -hmm. have a Western theme? It's called pun slingers after all. And uh, I thought, you know, we, we can make a stage adaptation of this. We can create a story, build a world around this and take all these talented improvisers and singers. What a fun thing to do. do it's it. just yeah. fun and it's wholesome. So your family can go and all... Oh, Question for you. You said you came here five years ago. What brought you here? Um, I, uh, yes, Sam. Do tell. <laughs> well, nerdcore hip hop brought me here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is, well, but exactly. I totally want to. It's, it's rap music about nerdy things like video games and Star Trek. That's I, I really, I, we're going to have to post that. a picture. We to have you back. We're going to have to post a picture of Sam <laughs> on our website because if you look at Sam, well, you would not think I, uh, rap and right. hip hop. Right, right. <laughs> Which is literally what got my attention in the first place. Yeah. And the reason we are married now. That's, that's truly how, I mean, it's not the first time that we met, but the first time she ever actually gave me the time of day was right after freestyle rapping at Austin's Coffee in Winter Park. They had Aww. an open mic night. It went up there, just was being goofy and rhyming. And then finally she... 
gave me her number. I love that. <laughs> With a pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So why should we come and see, there's so many great shows, so why should we come and see this show, Anna? Uh, this show is just different. It's playful. It's fun. Um, like you said, it's, it's just, it's a fun world that we're creating. And I truly think that this is something that Fringe has not done before. Mm. And that's hard to say because Fringe does everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe in the, the actors themselves. They are, we, you know, we're so careful in, in choosing the best people for these roles and, and the best people that I know I like to work with, but also I like to see do their thing. Mm. So I, I think our, our cast is a reason to come see it. Sam and Seth's script is a reason to come see it. And just the the environment that we create, that kind of magical theater moment. It's playful. You know? it yeah, very playful. It, it's just it's just it makes you happy. Mm-hmm. You know, like a and good time. it sounds like it's not just funny, it's also punny. <laughs> hey. There it is. <laughs> there it is. That's why we pay you the big bucks, Barry. <laughs> Well, guys, congratulations on the show to both of you. And make sure you please, listeners, go and check out Punslingers, a Western wordplay musical happening at the Yellow Venue. They open on Wednesday, May 17th at 6 o'clock. You can check out their website, punslingers.com, punslingers.com. Or you can check them out on social media, Facebook, on Punslingers, a Western wordplay musical. And, of course, on the Fringe website. And on the Fringe website. Mm -hmm. Yep. Tickets are only how much? $12? Mm -hmm. Yep. $12. So an affordable night out to go and see with the live family theater yeah absolutely and tell your cast mary and joshua said hi we know yeah, most of your cast sure. so um congratulations guys on the marriage and on the show here here lots of new beginnings thank awesome. you thank, thank you guys you. and we'll have to have you come back and wrap some more for us yes I, I would love it okay <laughs> <laughs> listeners we're having a great time talking about the orlando fringe festival and punslingers a western wordplay musical join us back here on magic 107.7 fm from the heart